This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hi, welcome to Breaking Bread. This is a show where we explore food through culture, conversations, and a whole lot of curiosity. My name is Lo Ijun, and I am a food writer and recipe developer from the Jun and Tonic blog. And every week on this show, we explore a particular aspect of food culture in Malaysia, and I bring in some food friends and experts to talk about it. So today we're still in the middle of the MCO, so we're doing a uh, online recording on uh, Google Hangouts. But with me today, I have Lim Jin Yin, the uh, founder of Future Foods, a company that is making pork out of. Plants. So that sounds like a pretty crazy idea, um, but we'll be hearing about Jin's story and how his company came about, and we'll find out more about the science behind it all. So Jin, welcome on the show today. Hey, hi, hi, Jun. Nice, nice to uh, be on board and. Uh, Uh, thanks for having me here. Yeah, of course, of course. Wait, actually, where where are you now? Actually, you're you're at home. Uh, I'm at home, but actually, I'm currently in Singapore. Ah, I see, I see. Yeah, I see. yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. So, um, future foods. Uh, yeah. What do you guys do? It sounds crazy. I know that you guys have had some level of hype since the end of uh, 2019 because people yeah. were, there were articles about you on like Vulcan Post and stuff saying how this company is making pork out of plant proteins. And I know in the US and in the West especially, people are using plant-based alternative meats a lot and that's becoming a big thing. But in Malaysia, it hasn't really hit as yet. Um, but just as an intro, like, tell me what you do. Yeah, so, yeah, maybe just a quick introduction about myself. Uh, I'm Lim Jin Yin, you can call me Jin, uh, and I'm the Chief Operating uh, Officer for Future Foods. And I'm also one of the co-founders for the company. Uh, personally, uh, I started this, um, this journey together with my uh, co-founder, Jack, who is the CEO, uh, about two years back. Uh, and uh, basically both of us has been on the plant-based diet uh, for about nine years already. So we are actually a, a huge believer in this. And uh, just a bit uh, about the company, uh, Future Foods is actually a food technology company that strives to educate Asia on how eating plant-based meat uh, can be delicious and tasty too. Right? Our vision is actually to become the leading provider of meat alternatives in Asia. Uh, so everyone actually knows that uh, producing meat uh, harms not only the animals, but also the environment. It's actually considered one of the uh, highest contributor to greenhouse gases. And this is where we actually see an opportunity to provide a sustainable option for meat eaters, right? Uh, an option that actually looks like, smells like, tastes like, and cooks like, just like the real minced meat. Mm. Now, before we get into the uh, details or the science about, about sure. how this meat is made, um, tell me about you and Jack. You were both on a plant-based diet for yeah. nine years now. Um, yeah. How did that come about? Like, what was the motivation behind that? Uh, for me, uh, the decision to actually switch onto a plant-based diet, uh, it was uh, nine years ago. Um, actually, I did it together with my siblings. 
And uh, back then, we, we read about articles and, of course, watch on YouTube um, that, that it shows that there was no need for actually for us to consume animal meat to maintain our health, right? Just surviving on a plant-based diet is actually enough for us to, um, to keep the body going, right? And, and that's when we got thinking like, hey, uh, yeah, that's really interesting. And, and it's something that we should actually try, try and do. So it actually will, will help um, reduce the suffering for the animals and also at the same time help giving a helping hand to the environment. Mm. Yeah. But this was like, this was nine years ago. And, and yeah. nine years ago, I feel like that wasn't even like something that was much on people's minds and no one, very, very few people were really on like a strict plant-based diet, right? And yeah. it was probably very hard to do so as well. Like every time you go out, it's very hard to find just purely vegetarian food, especially you're eating with friends. And like, did you, were there a lot of struggles in the in the first few years? I know now it's a lot easier, but in the beginning, was it was it very hard to to adhere to this uh, plant-based diet that you were on? Uh, actually, if you ask me, I think it was quite okay, uh, to be honest. Uh, maybe because I had my siblings with me. So as you know, when you do things together uh, in a group, uh, it, take, it, make, it makes things a lot easier. Mm. Uh, and I think, um, I mean, being a Chinese in the Asian community, actually we used to eat uh, vegetarian on the 1st and 15th of the lunar month, Chu Isu, right? So ah. we kind of already have an idea of um, how uh, eating vegetarian uh, goes about. And, uh, and uh, luckily, uh, our parents were quite supportive as well. So my mom was also like um, happy to to prepare, um, try out new dishes as well. So, uh, and, and in, actually in Malaysia, um, the variety for vegetarian food actually um, is quite interesting. And um, it, it made it relatively easy to actually switch back then. Mm. Uh, but of course, going out, um, going out to eat with friends and so on, it's, it, won't, it won't be so easy. But yeah, I think over the years, it, it got easier and easier and, and people start to understand people. We can see that the, the level of awareness among the community actually has, has, has actually gone up quite a fair bit. Yeah. Right? Last time when I, I tell people, nine years ago when I tell people, oh, I want to become vegetarian, then everyone will, will turn around, why, why, why? And, uh, <laughs> and uh, oh, are you able to do it? Can you eat this? Can you eat that? Blah, blah, blah. Then, uh, but right now, once you say it, everyone will just like, okay, yeah, that's good. Sure, we can go look for vegetarian food together. Mm-hmm. But it, it really, it really changed over the years, actually. Yeah, there's a there's definitely a greater acceptance for uh, vegetarians and even like vegans. Yeah, I suppose right now. I think mm-hmm. right now it's it's getting really interesting because of uh, what's happening in the food scene. Uh, and and right now, like for example, we we create this kind of plant based meat. Uh, just to share a bit more when we speak to chef. Even the chefs are, are finding it very interesting that um, they also see that there's a huge group of um, consumers that wants to go on a vegan diet. Mm-hmm. And they actually see this as an opportunity to show, show to people that being on a vegan diet is no longer just about plain, uh, plain and boring just vegetables and fruit. You can actually create a lot of variety of dishes right now that we used to love. Like um, you can have your yong tau fu, you can have your... Uh, uh, minced pork, jiyok fan, and stuff like that. But it's all on plant-based already. Mm. Yeah, mm. so it's very interesting times right now, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I suppose, like you mentioned at the beginning as well, 
a lot of the motivations for people to turn to more plant-based diets or even like veganism is because of some of the environmental impacts of the meat industry, right? Yeah. And as you said, that was one of the driving factors for why you uh, set up Future Foods with Jack. And can we just talk about that for a moment? Like, what is the environmental impact of the meat industry, actually? Because I know we hear about a lot about, um, I guess, uh, the beef and cattle industry in particular, but for the pork industry, are there as much research or as much uh, knowledge out there about how the pork industry is affecting the environment? Maybe before we, we zoom into the pork industry, I just want to paint a, a bigger, broader picture of, of what's going on. So um, if you look uh, back at our um, human population, right? Uh, right now we stand at close to 7 point something billion people more than 7 billion people, right? Uh, and um, 100 years ago, we were only about 1 billion plus. And with this huge increase in population, definitely there needs to be more land uh, or more food that needs to be grown uh, or animals that need to be raised to feed this population. Mm-hmm. And, and with that, actually, we already, um, we start going into the wildlife area. We are, we are taking over forests. We are taking over uh, lands, uh, habitable lands and, and stuff like that. Um, to grow food for the people. And actually, there's a prediction, or, or rather the forecast is that the, the population will actually just continue to rise right, over the next uh, 20, 30 years. In fact, by, they estimate that by 2050, there will be 10 billion people on this planet Earth. So mm. we're already, at this point in time, we are already putting so much strain uh, on the environmental resources. What, what's more is going to happen in 30 years' time, 2050, when we have 10 billion people? I don't think the current... Uh, food production system is actually quite uh, sustainable. That's why we need to look for alternative uh, sources of protein, right? Whether is it plant-based or, or I know there are people who are doing insect-based as well, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, to, 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 grow, to meet this growing demand of population growth, right? Mm. And, and, and this is the bigger picture, right? Uh, and uh, if we zoom in down into the pork industry, actually pork is uh, one of the most consumed uh, meat in the world, right? It's actually on par with chicken, surprisingly. Mm. And, and and the biggest uh, consumer is actually from China. They're actually consuming half of the world's pork. And just some statistics to share. Um, in China, on an annual basis, uh, each Chinese citizen actually consumes up to 40 kilograms of pork. Whoa, that's yeah, a lot. That's really a lot. Yeah, you, you, you imagine 40, 40 kilo times uh, the population of China, which is about 1.3 billion people. Mm-hmm. That's really a lot, a lot of pork. <laughs> yeah. So actually, the, the production of pork has actually grown uh, exponentially by about 15 times over the past five decades. And one scary is that actually this, um, this pork industry is actually uh, one of the biggest um, environmental factors is that uh, rearing these pigs actually create a lot of waste. And these waste are made out of, of things like nitrogen and phosphorus that's actually not too good for the environment. And the, the pork industry in China alone actually uh, generates a staggering number of 1.3 billion metric tons of waste on an annual basis. Mm. Yeah, so you imagine this, amount, this huge amount of waste actually is going into our land, going into our water. It, it, it's really um, kind of like um, damaging a lot of the, our environment. Mm. Yeah, so, so, so yeah, this is how some of this uh, meat industry is actually uh, uh, causing damage. And, and maybe just to share a bit more, 
uh, actually recently in Singapore, Temasek actually conducted a, a report, right? And actually in Singapore, it was quite surprising that the meat that actually contributes the most uh, greenhouse gas is actually pork, right? Uh, it's actually even more than cow, simply because, right, um, first of all, the pork, uh, a lot of fresh pork and frozen pork is actually flown into Singapore. And not only that, uh, in terms of rearing a cow, right, the cows are allowed to go, go out and wander uh, and graze the fields and so on and so forth. But rearing a, a pig, you need to keep them warm in their, in their farmhouses. That consumes a lot of energy as well, mm. just to keep them warm inside the farmhouses as well. So actually, when you add all this up, uh, actually in Singapore, pork actually contributes the highest amount of greenhouse gases, surprisingly. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea about that. But, yeah. yeah, you were also quite surprised when you saw the report. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. I suppose this one, I mean, that's like a big motivation to to move towards more plant-based alternatives, right? Yeah. And yeah. that is what you are doing at, at Future Foods. Yeah. Um, but before we head on with the interview, we are going to take a really quick break. And for those who are just tuning in, you've been listening to my conversation with Lim Jin Yin, the COO and co-founder of Future Foods, a food tech startup that's looking to shake up the pork industry in Asia. Stay tuned. You're listening to Breaking Bread on BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Breaking Bread. On today's episode, we've been speaking with Lim Jin Yin, the COO and co-founder of Future Foods, a food tech startup in Asia. Now, in the first half of the show, we spoke a bit about Jin's background and painted a picture of the current state of our food system, in particular how the meat industry is affecting our environment. And like Impossible Foods and Beyond Meat in the US, Jin's company is actually creating a more sustainable solution for the future of our food through a plant-based alternative to Asia's most consumed meat, pork. So I asked him about how this idea came to be and venture into the science of producing plant-based meats. Let's pick up where we left off. Tell me about how this whole like idea came about. How was the... Was it really easy to say like, okay, we are going to do a plant-based alternative to pork and do you just go to a a lab somewhere and like test it out your like different plant proteins or how did the whole whole process come about? Well, uh, definitely it was not an easy journey uh, to be (laughs) honest, right? Uh, So basically this whole uh, idea was, um, it started off with my co-founder, Jack. Uh, so actually, he has been in the uh, F&B industry for six years already. Uh, and he has opened quite a lot, quite a few restaurants, uh, almost up to seven restaurants, actually, uh, serving from Western food uh, at the start. And towards the, towards the later stage, he sold off most of his, most of his restaurants and uh, he started two vegetarian restaurants. So all along, he has a strong interest in uh, providing healthy and natural foods to people. Uh. Uh, he was always on the lookout for alternative meat as a more sustainable means uh, of meat consumption for his customers. Uh, but it, somehow it never satisfied with what the market had to offer. Uh, and he also realized that people actually still uh, love the, the taste of meat too much to actually give it up completely. 
<laughs> yeah, so so that is why uh, he decided to to start this journey, and he he, he brought me along. And um, actually, right now we have talents from all all over the world, from US, China, Singapore, Malaysia, and so on and so forth, all working together to develop this product. And uh, we went through quite a fair bit of um, challenges, lah. But we are very glad that we have this team right now, and with the right knowledge, that's how we actually started to create our first product, which is actually the future means, right? Which looks like, smells like, tastes like, and uh, cooks like the real means pork. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think a, a a lot of when it comes to all these plant-based alternatives for for meats, and we've seen kind of like Impossible Foods from the US, and they start off with like their burger patties as well, and a lot of it is. I guess the bottom line for consumers is always, does it taste as yeah. good as actual meat? Yeah. Right? yeah. And for for your product, the feature means like how close would you say it, it resembles in terms of taste and texture and how it cooks up? How close is it to actual mince pork? Uh, personally, of course, I think it's very close. Yeah, but I, I, this, 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 I would really... If you have the opportunity, I would like to let you try as well. Then yeah, you can, no, then you can, that, you that can was and try it on your own, right? Yeah, that was our plan initially because it was uh, in the studio and everything. But no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so far, we 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 work with uh, chefs and we had some consumer tasting. Um, a lot of times, uh, for example, the chef he actually used our means um, uh, to actually create uh, dumplings, sui jiao, sui gao, right? And he actually served it to his customers, and some of his customers actually asked him. Hey, I ordered for vegan dumpling. How, how come you're feeding me uh, meat dumpling? Ooh. They were actually quite surprised that it was uh, actually made from plant-based. Oh, nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so I would, I would say it's, um, it's actually quite close to the real thing. Uh, and uh, that's why it's always our, our objective to create products that looks like, smells like, tastes like, and cooks like the real thing. Mm, yeah, yes. I, I guess when you hear feedback from your from consumers like that, it, it just like spurs you on and, and kind of tells you that you're doing the right thing and you're getting really close to your goal if you're not already there, right? Yeah, and yeah. yeah, and are you able to share like a bit about the science behind what the meat is actually made of? Because I know a lot of the um, alternative to, to beef, a lot of people mm-hmm. are using like soy protein or like pea proteins. Like what is the specific plant that uh, plant protein that you're, you're using in here? Yeah, actually we are using a, a combination of quality plant protein sources. Uh, the four main ones are actually uh, non-GMO soy, uh, chickpea, pea and actually rice protein. Rice combine this four, right. yeah, rice, yeah, this this four protein because we want to create a more complete protein profile for our customers, and uh, and and actually the the science behind this is that um, we are using the, the the technology of extraction and extrusion process to actually extract out the the proteins from all these uh, plant sources, and it's actually through these processes that creates a fibrous uh, meat like texture to the product. Mm. Yeah, and 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 maybe just to share a bit more. Um, so what actually makes pork so well like uh, especially in the Asian community is actually because of this like fatty mouthfeel within the the mince product mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so using our proprietary metrics of processing technology of actually incorporating rice into our blend right uh, we are actually able to create um, through uh, emulsification uh, through interactions with the protein and fats in our product which actually gives the product um, an additional nice uh, fatty and juicy mouthfeel to the product which actually mimics kind of like mimics the fats within the mince meat 
Right, right. So yeah. it, it it's the the rice specifically that is kind of giving it that sort of fatty texture. It's the combination of rice and, and our existing blend as well. Ah, got it. Mm, yep, yep, yep. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess that, that really kind of makes it a lot more yeah. Asian though, with the inclusion yeah. of rice in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, ultimately, we are, we are an Asian company and definitely we understand how the Asians actually consume uh, meat uh, or rather how we eat on a daily basis. Now, we don't actually eat burgers and sausages every day, right? Mm-hmm. We, we eat very differently. We have our rice, we have our noodles. So that's that's the reason why we actually came up with this uh, future means. Mm, yeah, I actually yeah. never thought of like when you talk about the the qualities of minced pork itself and and the fattiness. There is definitely that fattiness there that is maybe not as present as in in uh, beef, say. And yeah. I never in my life would have thought of like using rice to to help it get to that sort of texture um, and yeah. yeah that's really yeah. really interesting yeah I, I thought i just wanted to point out one more thing as well uh-huh, is uh-huh. that even though we are able to create this uh, fatty mouthfeel in terms of texture and also the taste uh, but what we want to share is that we actually stand out from the rest in the sense that uh, we do care for our customers as well so not only our product is non-gmo uh, gluten-free and cholesterol-free but it's actually low in fats and sodium as well mm. yeah so so i think um, having that our uh, a strong R&D team is uh, really critical for us because actually they have managed to create a product that is low in fat but actually still delivers the fatty mouthfeel. Right. Yeah. Mm. That's actually quite interesting from the food science perspective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I've seen news articles saying that you're a Malaysian company, right? And you've launched or you said you did a soft launch in, in Singapore already. When, yeah. when um, are you planning on spreading it across uh, the causeway over here in Malaysia and when can we expect to see some of your products over here? It's coming soon. <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely coming soon. Uh, we are still in the midst of planning for this. Uh, but definitely, uh, I can't give you a date right now, but if you guys follow us on uh, Facebook or Instagram, yeah, we mm. will actually make the announcement. Cool. And yeah. I suppose one key thing that, I mean, we've been kind of skirting around here, um, the difference between the Malaysian market and the Singaporean market is that Malaysian halal laws are, are, are very, very strict, right? And anything to do with uh, pork, whether it's like eating or farming or producing pork can be a really sensitive topic and a lot of the Malaysian consumers can't consume pork. So I was just wondering, because your product is really interesting, it is supposed to mimic pork but it isn't mm. actually pork it's made from plants so mm. have you seen much like pushback from uh the uh muslim communities or, or are they kind of embracing uh this product of yours that you have i mean we definitely understand that there has been a lot of um, um discussions la, in the market about the consumption of plant-based pork uh within the muslim community actually uh, but I just want to be clear uh, and to clarify that actually uh, when we created this product, um, our target audience was um, actually for the meat lovers, right? People who are already consuming pork. Because our intention is very simple that we create this product is actually to help them to satisfy their taste buds, but with, and with a healthier and a more sustainable option, uh, especially for, for people who love to consume meat. Uh, yeah, and we are very mindful of, of the to respect every culture and religion uh, within Asia that do not consume pork. But if you take a step back, um, 
our product is actually uh, still uh, 100% plant-based, right? There's no con no animal content within it at all. So, um, however, anyone is still welcome to join us on our mission to be kinder to the environment and animals, right? So mm. that's 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 um that's our point of view for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think it's important to, to note that I guess the the point or kind of the motive behind Future Foods isn't to just create a, a, a pork alternative, right? But it's this is really your first product in uh, yeah. hopefully a, a, a whole line of others that will yeah. really exactly. serve to help the environment and make us exactly. more mindful of what we're eating and how it's impacting the surrounding yeah. Mm. Our focus actually currently lies with uh, this first product called Future Beans, right? But um, there's a possibility that we'll be looking into developing more exciting uh, variations of plant-based meat for the wider community. La. So mm-hmm. yeah, once again, so stay tuned to our Facebook and Instagram. Then yeah, we'll make the announcement when the time is right. Mm-hmm. Are, yeah. you, are, are you able to share any, any of these uh, uh, ideas that you have in your head about any future product lines that you're, you might be venturing down? Uh, right now, we actually are really very focused on 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 getting future means out, uh, and getting the traction for it. But for the other product extension, mm, to, sorry, I can't really share right, much right now. But okay, no, that's fine. I will share with you when the yeah. when the time is right. No, I totally understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, thanks for coming on the show today. Um, no but problem. Yeah, just to end. And thanks uh, too. Yeah, I know you've been saying uh, you can people can follow you on social media and your website and on Facebook. Um, you want to leave some some links because your name Future Foods is it's spelled P H U instead of F U. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you can uh, search for us on Future Foods uh, on Google, right? P H U T U R E, Foods F O O D S, right? Uh, then we have Instagram, we have Facebook, uh, we have the website as well. So yeah, there's a there's those are the few ways that you can join us. Cool, and uh, hope to see your products in all our stores in the upcoming months. Sure. Yeah, cool. we look forward to that as well. Cool. Thanks, Jin. Okay. Thanks, Jin. that is it for this week's episode to listen to more episodes of Breaking Bread you can find us on iTunes Spotify or visit our BFM website at www.bfm.my and if you're hungry for some super fun recipes with funky food writing or you want to listen to some episodes of me cooking up a storm in my kitchen during the MCO you can find those on my blog at junntonic.com that's J-U-N-A-N-T T-O-N-I-C.com. I'm Jun, and you've been listening to Breaking Bread on BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.